Yo and hello my friends and welcome back to what is a milestone 10th episode of the League of Fantasy Legends podcast. I'm so excited that we've got to 10 episodes. This episode should also get us to 200 total downloads. I just want to thank everyone so much for kind of being along with me in this journey. I've had a great time talking Fantasy League of Legends and we're not going to stop anytime soon. We're going to push through these playoffs. We're going to go into the summer split. We're going to have a great time. So thanks everyone for tuning in to what is the 10th episode of our podcast. We've got a great episode for you today as we recap what was a a pretty exciting week six, obviously capped by that TL versus C9 game, a really exciting one. So we're going to recap everything. We're going to go through what our games of the week were, our players of the week. We're going to take a look at the remaining schedules and see what players you need to be targeting for the rest of the season and which players have a really tough schedule that you might need to avoid for the rest of the year. We're going to look at our top lineups of the week uh, for our DFS games, see what we can learn from our Saturday and Sunday big lineups, and then we're going to go through our power rankings like we do every early week episode and see who we think's best and what do we think the rest of the season's going to look like. So stay tuned and we'll go ahead and get started. Today's question of the day, which teams do you need to target and which teams do you need to avoid? for the rest of the season due to schedule? This is a really important question as we are in the playoffs for our fantasy leagues now. So from now on, one bad week and you're toast. So as we know, teams that don't win don't score points. And so teams with a really tough schedule are really gonna have their players devalued for the rest of the year. And as tough as it may be to part with some of the players that have gotten you this far, I think you need to do it in a couple situations. And we're going to look at those. The first team I'm propping up for the rest of the year is Immortals. Now, Immortals has really struggled the last two weeks. They've been 0-4, but they've had a tough schedule. They've literally already played C9. They've played TL. They've played Dignitas. They've even played Evil Geniuses. So really four of the top five teams they've already gone through, which means all they have left is the bottom of the pack. Because they've been so bad lately, I think some of their players may have been dropped. I think you need to pick them up. I would rather have Immortals players than players from a lot of the teams we're going to talk about in just a second. Another team to prop up is Evil Geniuses. I think they're going to finish really, really strong. They've already played C9 and TL during the second round robin. This upcoming week, they have 100 Thieves and Dignitas. A couple tough games, games they can definitely win, but definitely also could lose. But looking at the last week, the Super League, they play FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, CLG. If you've got Evil Geniuses players in your lineups, I think they're going to win you championships. So if you can get your hands on them, they're going to really rise in value. On the flip side, who are we avoiding? FlyQuest. FlyQuest you have to avoid. They've dropped a bunch of games here early in the year, and they still have TL, C9, and EG on their schedule. I think that you need to drop these players if you can. i drop them for any Immortals players. I think I'd rather have Dignitas players. I might even rather have CLG players. So get away from FlyQuest. CLG, after a really tough week, or after a really impressive week going 2-0, their schedule toughens up as well. So I wouldn't go crazy in, in grabbing these players. I'm sure they're not owned, and I think they need to continue to be that way. But the number one team you need to avoid, it's Dignitas. And I know this is hard to listen to because they just had a really good week. They've cemented themselves in fifth place. 
but you do not want Dignitas players for championship week. You'll be okay this week. They'll be okay. But looking at the last week of the year, their schedule, it's C9 and then TL and then 100 Thieves. It's first place and then second place and then third place. You literally cannot start a Dignitas player in the last week. I'd rather have CLG players. I'd rather have Immortals players. And I think I might even rather have FlyQuest players. So if you can do it now, get rid of your Dignitas players and do not be stuck with them for championship week. We're going to move right on to recapping the week, starting with our game of the week. So as always, we'll go through a couple honorable mentions. The first honorable mention I want to say is C9 versus Immortals on Saturday. This game, it really wasn't a great fantasy game. And so from that perspective, uh, not great. But you need to watch this game for two reasons. The first reason, you have to see what Summit did to Revenge. It was absolutely not fair. Summit on the Gnar, Revenge on the Trindamir. I've never seen such a one-sided lane matchup in pro play. Summit's final fantasy score was 33, and Revenge was 0.9. He scored 0.9. Just absolutely dirty. The second reason is you have to see the blabber play on, on the Diana jungle. If you missed it, I'm not even going to spoil it for you. You need to go watch it. It made me gasp. It was such a cool play. So that's an honorable mention number one. The second honorable mention is the what was the game of the week from a standings perspective. It was TL versus C9. Again, it was really cl- close game with it being such an important game for the standings. I still put it on here. Unfortunately, I think the fantasy performances were robbed, but was seemed like a pretty random ending. The game was close, and then... Bwipo got picked, and then Bwipo went for a 1v1 play and died again, and then the game was just over. I think this game had a potential to be really bloody and go for a lot longer if that hadn't happened, but it is what it is. It ended up being a disappointing fantasy game. The game of the week, though, this was a no-brainer. It was Golden Guardians versus 100 Thieves, actually the first game of the week. Golden Guardians gets a huge lead, 12 or 13,000, and then throws it. As always, it's FBI on the Jinx making huge plays. Uh, He got to the full item build. Golden Guardians had the Nocturne jungle. Ended up with zero kills. There was a huge fight in the mid lane that I'm not sure the cast really mentioned. Where Lee Sin gets picked and then goes into his GA. The team kind of... Golden Guardians kind of moves on and ignores him. He comes back alive and solo kills Lost Kai'Sa among his whole team. And that kill allowed uh, the Jinx from from FBI to really clean up the rest of the fight. And that fight is what made the game close. And so just a huge play from Closer. I wish it would have gotten more, uh, more hype because it was awesome. And from a fantasy perspective, absolutely huge scores. Not one person was under 27. That means the, the lowest scoring player from this game outscored the highest scoring player from the TL versus C9 game. And 27 was someday with his worst game of the year on Scion, but how can you be effective fantasy-wise on Scion? And then FBI with a huge 49. So it was a really fun game, a sweet comeback, and these comebacks are always what, what create these huge fantasy games. That's why it was this week's LFL Pod Fantasy Game of the Week. We're going to look next at some of our player performances and see who was good and who stunk. Some of this week's duds, FlyQuest. All of them. Aframu, he had a 0.4 and a 7. And not one FlyQuest player scored a combined 25 points this week. 
They did not combine for 25. Just a horrible week from FlyQuest, and their schedule does not get any easier. Revenge had a really tough first game. We already talked about it. He scored less than one point. Bjergsen, he wasn't bad overall, but compared to your expectations for Bjergsen, you expect him to do better than 25 and 10. I think he had just an average disappointing week. And then weird to put this on here, but C9, they had really weirdly low scores. They did not have a single player score over 30 in either game. Both wins, with the exception of Summit in that dominating performance. And so not the scores you're hoping for in a C9 game. Some of the top performers. How about CLG? They didn't have overwhelming scores. They were in the 30s, uh, but way over expectations. A huge 2 a week for them. How about 100 Thieves? FBI with a huge bounce back week. Uh, of course, as soon as I stop hyping him up as the highest scoring player. Danny, he had a huge second game against TSM. Closer, also huge. And then Dignitas with their 2 a week. Huge scores from their whole team. Biofrost with a ridiculous support week with a 41 and a 33. I think that might be the highest combined support score of the year so far. And if you watched his game against TSM, his Lux, he, he doesn't miss. That Q may as well be a targeted ability. But the player of the week this week, it was Neo from Dignitas. The 80 carry in my face as I talk about how Dignitas plays slow, plays kind of boring, and he comes out and puts out a 95 this week. Just awesome. He was the highest scoring player on his Kate and his Aphelios, and two huge wins as they try to get into playoffs. And so, in my face, Dignitas is Neo as the LFL Fantasy Pod Player of the Week. Next, we're going to take a quick peek at our top-scoring DFS lineups of the weekend uh, right before we get into our power rankings. So for Saturday, the captain would have been FBI, the highest-scoring player for Saturday. Top lane is Summit. He scored 33. In the jungle, it was Closer for 40. In the mid lane, it was Abadage for 35. Uh, at ADC, Neo, 42. Uh, support was Olay at 35. Uh, overall team was Dignitas at 28. Uh, this would have given you a grand total of 286 points. So a relatively low scoring week. Looking at Sunday, the captain would have been Danny with the highest scoring performance of the weekend at 56.5. Top lane, it would have been Sunday at 43 with a huge Aatrox game. In the jungle, it was Inspired 53. Mid lane was Jojo at 43. ADC, Neo 54. Support was Biofrost at 41. Team was Dignitas at 29 for a total of 348, so a huge week. What can we take away from this? The first takeaway is Dignitas is all over the leaderboard. And guess what? They played TSM and they played Immortals. And so, as always, you really need to be looking at who the matchups are. And if you are here for the first couple episodes, then you're going to recognize this. Play all your players against TSM. Target them and go all in because they are just not performing well and we're getting some huge scores against them. Another takeaway is I think you almost always need to have an ADC in your captain role. Uh, I think the only other role you can consider there, especially right now, is the jungle. Uh, I think the way the meta is right now, mid laners just are not scoring well. It's been consistent pretty much across the whole year. Even the top scoring mid laner on Sunday was Jojo. He only had three kills, but he had 14 assists. And so the mid laners in this meta just aren't getting it. And so, and especially top, top laners, just even the top scoring top laners are not any anywhere close to the top scoring jungles or ADs. And so I think another main takeaway is you got to have an ADC, potentially a jungler, but probably an ADC in your captain role for DFS all the time. 
And we are going to move right along now into our power rankings. We'll start at the bottom and go to the top. So this week's number 10 team, it's obvious it's TSM. They are struggling. They looked really bad this week. You know, they actually played relatively well against Dignitas. Uh, had a pretty big lead and then... Tactical just got caught out by a random Lux Q from Biofrost. Really kind of a poor play, and that's the play that turned the whole game around. They got pretty much aced, lost Baron afterwards, and so like just a just a really poor play from Tactical. I'm not even sure how that happens. Like how do you get caught randomly as sieging a tower by a Lux Q? It's just those type of mistakes that are losing them games over and over. And so I'm not sure, like looking forward into the summer split, I don't think they'll be the worst team, but just struggling right now, making silly mistakes. And, and until that changes, they're going to be right here at number 10. Number nine, this is an impossible spot. I have like five teams. I think that could be right here. Probably four teams that could be right here. Uh, really just kind of pulling hairs between Golden Guardian, CLG, Immortals, and FlyQuest. Uh, and after a lot of deliberation, it hurts my soul to do this, but I'm putting Golden Guardians at number nine. They had just a horrible week, and they've looked really bad in the second round robin after a really strong first round robin. So far, they've already lost to both TSM and CLG. The two worst teams... And they still have matchups remaining against Dignitas, against TL, and against Evil Geniuses. And so I think they're going to have a really tough time winning those three. And that just puts them right at the bottom. And so really disappointing second half of the split for them. Especially looking at that loss they had to TSM. Again, weird circumstances, but you still cannot lose to TSM. And then to get routed by CLG like they did this week, just really poor. And so as much as it hurts my soul, as much as I'm still a Pride Stalker fan and a Golden Guardians fan in general, I'm still going to put them here at number 9. My number 8 team right now is CLG, coming off a really strong 2-0 week. I still think they need to prove it to me before I move them any higher. But after such a strong week, Luger playing really, really well. And could they actually make playoffs after that horrible start? Man, I don't think so still. I'm still skeptical. But we'll have to see because they've been playing well. They've had a tough week this week. They played TL and C9. So stay far away from them for this week. But they're super weak. They've got Immortals, they've got TSM, and they've got EG. So who knows? They could play strong that week. Uh, we'll have to see. I'm not sure I'm putting them uh, in playoffs, but hey, props to them for even getting put in this position. That's why they're number eight. Number seven, I have Immortals. I think most people will probably have them lower. You know, they're ninth in the standings right now. But we look, when we look at this schedule for the second round Robin, they literally could not have had a tougher schedule. They started with C9 and then TL and then EG and then Dignitas. So literally they still have the bottom half of the, of the standings to go against. I think they're better than most of the bottom half teams, despite the fact that their record doesn't show it at the moment. And so I have them at seven. I think they'll perform relatively well. I am not counting them out of playoffs at this point, although it's going to be tough from here on out. Number six, I have FlyQuest. I still think the gap between Golden Guardians and FlyQuest is really, really small. Uh, but with the record, and, and obviously I'm a FlyQuest fan, uh, so I'm having them here at six. 
despite they had a really tough week, like a horrible week, and their schedule's only getting tougher, so you may have to avoid them for fantasy, despite the fact that they've played well this split. As I'm looking at this now, I'm having a hard time justifying having them at 6, but with what their record is, it's hard to put them lower. Uh, they'll have a big game against Golden Guardians, and then they play TL this week, and so they'll have a chance to redeem themselves, but it's not been looking good for FlyQuest lately. At 5, I have Dignitas, the team I've been wrong about probably the most this year outside of Immortals. Uh, they're a good team, I have to admit it. Biofrost had an absolutely monster week. River's fun to watch, uh, especially when you get them on the Jarvan. Uh, but their schedule will get tougher, and their test is yet to come. So I think they need to have a really good week this week. I think they need to win one, maybe two, because they need to have the fallback plan of going 0-3 in Super Week and still making the playoffs. Because with that schedule, we've already talked about it, the play C9, TL, and 100 Thieves in the Super Week. And so there's a very real chance, probably most, probably likely, that they go 0-3 there. And so they need to really have a good week this week. Uh, but they've been beating the games, they've been beating the teams that have been put in front of them. And so you have to put them higher, you have to put them here at number five. At number four, it's Evil Geniuses. I think they're starting to play better and better. Their solo laners have stopped making those horrible mistakes, and Danny's just been an absolute monster. I think that game against TL, they performed relatively well. I just hope they start to draft better. I just hate putting Danny on Jin. I think especially in this meta and especially that team, you need to put the control of the game in his hands. And Jin is not the way to do that. So I hope they don't do that anymore. Uh, but I think they're a good team. I think they can beat any team on any given day. They're obviously not as good as the teams I have above them, uh, but they're very dangerous. I've got them at four. I think that's where they'll finish. At number three, it's 100 Thieves. Again, a team I really like. A team I think that's a team that's one of the most talented in the league. I think their talent is pretty close there with TL and C9, uh, but they've just been making these weird mistakes all year. Uh, obviously, they kind of got routed in that Golden Guardians game, but then were able to come back. Their team fighting is really, really good. It's probably best in the league outside of the top two teams, and that's how they've been able to get into this third place spot. Uh, their bot lane, I, I mean, I've talked about it all year. I don't need to say it anymore, but how big of an FBI fan I am, especially for fantasy. And so I've got them here at number three. Number two is still Team Liquid. Uh, same spot I had them from last week. Obviously coming off that loss to, to C9. Uh, they are not much worse than C9. I still think C9 is better, but it'd be an absolutely fascinating best of five series. I hope we get it. I hope we get it a couple times this year. Uh, that whip over summit top lane matchup is so fun. I'm glad they played something spicy. The Trindamir versus Jax is just fun to watch. And so I think they'll win the rest of their games. I think they'll finish 5-0. I think actually both them and C9 will. But TL obviously still very good. I've got them at number two. Number one is C9, probably what most people have in their power rankings, although I must say I had them here last week, and so feeling pretty good about that. I uh, got the huge win. Summit's the best player in the league. It's it's hands down. What he's doing the other top laners is just not fair. He's going to win the MVP, although if I had an MVP vote, I would give it to Blabber. I think despite the fact that Summit is kind of gapping everyone top lane, I think Blabber's the most important player to 
C9 actually getting wins. If you look at their game against Immortals, despite the fact that Summit was destroying Revenge top lane, the game was actually still pretty close until that Diana play that Blabber made, which was just, I mean, just such a good play. And so I wish that Blabber would get a little more recognition. Although, I mean, Summit, what can you say? It's been, it's been so fun to watch him. I think they're the most talented team. I think they've got the best players in I've talked about Fudge all year. I think he's doing such a great job with his his role swap. Uh, he is not getting taken advantage of at all. A big part of that might be the meta. It's just a weird meta for mid lane. You're not seeing these huge mid lane games with the exception of a couple Bjergs and Victor games. Uh, it's just not there. And so uh, C9, especially with the, the kind of top lane being important, uh, jungle being really important for Blabber, and then Berserker just doing his job and putting out damage and really not ever dying. Uh, I think C9 is the best team. That's why I have them here at number one. And that is all we have for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't done so yet, the best way to support us if you're enjoying the show is to follow us on Twitter, it's to follow us on YouTube, it's to follow us on your favorite podcasting app. I know people always ask, but that really does help. And so thank you so much for those that have. Check back on Thursday or Friday for our Liquid Head episode uh, for our first week of fantasy playoffs. So it's going to be a really big week. We're going to put a lot of work into this episode. We're going to get these picks and bands right uh, as much as that's possible. Sometimes it seems impossible, especially when you're getting Rek'Sai picks and Renata picks out of nowhere. But we're going to do everything we can do to get those right so you can win your fantasy leagues. We're getting right down to it. Thanks again for everyone tuning in. This is Pistons Wish signing off. Peace out.